Hi there, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Therapist podcast. This is the podcast for business owners, solopreneurs, micropreneurs, freelancers, and self-employed folks who want support for riding the emotional roller coaster of running a business. I'm Shula Meet Bear Love Tove. You can call me Shula for short, and I'm the Entrepreneur's Therapist. I'm super passionate about addressing and mitigating the entrepreneurial health crisis. I work to do this. I work mainly with women entrepreneurs one-to-one to support their mental and emotional well-being in an era of relentless stressors that can make you want to lose your crap on the daily. I also speak and teach about the missing piece in our business foundations, mental health, through keynote speaking and educational workshops. Today's topic is how to recover from a difficult client call without an overwhelming emotional reaction. In other words, how not to freak the freak out when your client is being an asshole. So picture this, a difficult customer has ripped you a new one. They've said no rudely to every proposal that you've made to solve the solution. They've gone up one side of you and down the other Their arms are crossed and their eyebrows are furrowed. They're grumbling, huffing and puffing. You might like to take a moment to imagine. I can certainly feel it now in my own body, the kind of like the squidginess in my stomach and my heart kind of getting a little elevated just to imagine the situation. So of course, to be in it is even more intense. And these intense emotions from difficult customers can be hard to withstand. And it's even harder when these emotions are directed at you and are about your business. Your own emotions around this experience can be overwhelming and no wonder. Intense client emotions like these directed at you can register as an attack. So you might feel fear, you might freeze, draw a blank and have no idea what to say, or you might have a hard time trying not to cry, or maybe you will cry. Or you might feel anger, You might want to attack, yell back at them, write an angry email, giving them a piece of your mind. And you know, when dealing with a difficult customer, all of these feelings are what we might call normal, as in they are to be expected when you get the sense that you're under attack or there's a threat of some kind. So how do you handle your reactions to a difficult customer? One way is to acknowledge what you're feeling about what has happened with this difficult customer interaction. You can place a gentle hand on your heart area, and maybe you might want to close your eyes briefly if it's appropriate in the situation or if it feels right. And this might be enough to calm your nerves so you can respond. If the situation is over, you can take the acknowledging process a bit further, and there's an outline in the show notes that uh, shows you how to do this step by step. Another way that you can address the difficult reactions that come up, the overwhelming emotional reactions that come up when you're facing a difficult customer interaction is to complete the stress cycle. So as a result of what you've been through, your reaction may be very intense. And the good news is that this immediate stress response is relatively short-lived. And once the moment has passed, the symptoms of this stressful experience can dissipate but that won't happen magically without intervention. Of course, you will feel better as some time comes between you and the event, but stress will accumulate in the body if you don't complete the stress cycle. And so if you aren't able to do that, your body may continue to repeat this stress response over and over and over again, perhaps in situations that are somewhat less intense, 
where it's not even called for necessarily, but you find yourself getting more and more sensitive. So completing the stress cycle requires a physiological shift, and this can be accomplished in a number of ways, including crying, moving, yelling. You can maybe go to your car and turn on some loud music and yell. Uh, and I invite you to check out what Emily and Amelia Nagoski have said about completing the stress cycle. They have a really awesome book called Burnout, and they also have given some videos and a podcast given this information in a video and some podcast episodes and links to those are in the show notes so you can explore. Keep in mind that it's not about you. So it can be helpful to assume that people are always trying their best to meet their needs. Yes, even a difficult customer at heart is really only doing their very best to get their needs met. Now, of course, what they're doing might not actually be effective, but it's what they know how to do. And we all have needs, these needs are universal. So you have needs uh, perhaps for support and understanding, just like your customer, your client may have also those same needs at that same time. These need, needs are universal, but you might experience them differently at different times. So for your customer, support and understanding might be really up in the moment when they're upset and they may be less relevant to you in the moment, but you do value support and understanding as a general principle. And so, you know, when you think about it, as I've said, the needs are universal and looking at needs as universal across time and place and culture shared by all helps us see one another with a compassionate eye as humans, just like we are. And in doing whatever they were doing, this so-called difficult client, as I said, was doing their best to get a need met and their way of doing it may not have been effective or kind, but it was their very best attempt under the circumstances. So when you consider that difficult client behavior is about meeting their needs and has very little to do with your worth or value as a human being, you can experience a somewhat less defensive response. You have more capacity and are less likely to lose your crap when you'd rather keep your cool. So this is a way of not taking it personally, considering that they're doing the, their best to meet their needs in the situation and that whatever's happening is not a moral judgment on you as a human being. Now, sometimes the inner critic, the internalized critic is going to be reacting to this difficult customer interaction. So, you know, it happens when people are angry, when clients are angry, they can say things that hurt or maybe even hit home a little bit or they might hit on our greatest fears as a business owner. And when this happens, the internalized critic can have a field day. We can get really overwhelmed by the loudness, the intensity of critical thoughts. And this is where self-kindness can help. There are three steps to self-kindness. And the first one is, oh, that hurts, right? And I'm talking about inside, not articulating to the client in the moment, but what you can do for your own self, you can acknowledge, oh man, this really hurts these uh, critical voices, it's painful to hear them. Then you can say, this is the voice of the internalized critic. I'm noticing the voice of the internalized critic. And then you can validate, oh, right, of course the internalized critic is here. You know, it comes up in these kinds of situations and I have learned to trust that at heart, it's just worried. It's trying to prevent me from having to feel bad or having to experience something it doesn't want, something negative and harmful that it doesn't want for me to experience. 
After a difficult client interaction, when your internalized critic is giving you a hard time, you can place a gentle hand on your heart space and say these phrases to yourself or out loud with a pause and a few breaths between each step. And these are all written out in the show notes so you can consult them uh, because I'm sure it'll be hard to remember and keep track of what I've said. A third step that you can take is a shared humanity step that's adapted from Kristen Neff's self-compassion work. And again, there's a link to that in the show notes. So after having acknowledging, labeled, labeled and validated what's happening in you with the internalized critic, you can say to yourself, lots of people struggle with this, so there's nothing wrong with me. And I invite you to take that in right now. There's nothing wrong with you. And it might be comforting and helpful to add a fourth step, which also comes from Kristen Neff's work. May I be kind to myself. May I be kind to myself. And in fact, you already have been kind to yourself by taking these first three or four steps. It's hard to do most of these things on the fly without practice. And so the key is to use these strategies anytime you experience something even mildly upsetting so that they become the thing you do whenever you get upset. It can also help to use these approaches in a debrief after the difficult client interaction by calling a friend or another supporter who can listen as you walk yourself through them. Now there's a, there's a distinction between difficult customers and abuse. And when a difficult customer is actually abusive, it's okay to break up. It's one thing for a client to yell or come in hot when they're under extreme stress. And you know, this might occur maybe once or twice in the lifetime of a client relationship. It's also to be expected that a client might express concerns or even dissatisfaction. And this is important feedback and must be treated as such. But clients or customers who treat you badly on a regular basis are a different situation. These are not difficult clients, but abusive ones. And this is when your regular weekly check-ins on your mental health lead and lag indicators can support you. You can monitor your mental and emotional well-being and notice what's affecting it. And when you're not doing well and can see the cause, when you can see that you're not doing well and you can see the cause, you can take action to address it. Ongoing conflict with anyone, but especially with a client, can wear, really wear you down. And responding with care and compassion to a person who doesn't demonstrate consideration for you as a fellow human being takes emotional labor and depletes your resources. It takes away from what you have to give to your business and to the rest of your customers. So it's okay to break up with clients who are abusive. The first step is to consult with supporters and determine what steps you'll need to take to wrap up the relationship with this particular client or customer. For example, will you refund some or all of their payments? Will you refer them to other service providers? Will you block communication with them? Once you've decided what steps you need to take, the next step is to communicate your decision to this particular client. And when presenting this breakup, so-called, it's best to be direct. You can say something like, I can see that this ongoing situation is difficult for you. It's clear that you're not happy and my services aren't satisfying you. The way you've been expressing your dissatisfaction and distress is harmful. And so I'm setting a boundary that will ultimately serve us both. I'm terminating our relationship and here's what you can expect next. It helps if you can do this in writing or if you do it verbally, follow it up in writing with the next steps and what they can expect 
laid out clearly for their reference and for yours. Step three is to implement these actions you have outlined to the client. Then step four is getting support. The difficult client may or may not like what you've chosen to do, but that doesn't make it wrong. It's important to remember that often people don't like it when you set boundaries or say no. And this is where support comes in. Being able to discuss your reactions and have another person not only hold them with care, but also support you to reconnect with your values and your decision in this situation is essential to holding firm in your boundaries. It's also important to remember that doesn't make what you're doing wrong. Again, support is invaluable here. Emotions can overwhelm you and cloud your thinking and being, un being able to unload your emotions in a caring environment makes it possible to think clearly and get perspective on a situation. Thanks for listening in. I would love to hear your feedback. So let me know by sending me an email and be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Thanks so much. So long.